Welcome back to the Dad in a Rock podcast. This is Sean. And this is Chris. Hey, we are here once again. It's Dad in a Rock season two, episode two. What do we got in store for the fine folks today? Oh, uh, well, I got some smart ass kids I'm going to kind of talk about. <laughs> and, then, and then there's some, uh, you know, some movie news. I love movie news. I do too. So uh, we're going to dive into some of that too. Yeah, January's kind of slow with the entertainment. I mean, we're starting to get more and more information as things are ramping up here in Hollywood. But uh, yeah, we've got some uh, mostly HBO Max stuff to talk about. You and I were guests on The Basement Surge this week, talking about the DC Cinematic Universe. If you guys haven't checked out The Basement Surge yet, uh, we implore you to do so. Go ahead and check out TheBasementSurge.com. Check out their YouTube page and their podcast. But uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun this week. Yeah, if you check him out, make sure you go to Twitter and tell him that you know Green Lantern moving was amazing, and uh, <laughs> that that'll get him rolling for you. Yeah, and we'll never be invited back on. <laughs> nope, that door will always be shut on me for from here on out. <laughs> yeah, so that was a lot of fun. But yeah, also this week, I mean, you had some stuff going on with the family this week, huh? Oh, dude. So a little bit of you know, backstory on my son. He has had a serious like uh, chronic issue with croup, and if you're not really familiar with croup is is when uh, kids have a hard time breathing. The thing is their windpipe or something like that is too small. So when they get a little sick, they start breathing real deep and they suck their, like, their stomach all the way up under, under their lungs. Mm. And when he was a little, I think a little, maybe one, maybe just turned one, we were hospitalized twice for it. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, one so bad that we took him to his pediatrician. The pediatrician free- freaked out and called an ambulance. And then I'm driving behind the ambulance talking to you, freaking out because I don't know what's going on right. with my son. Yep. So we've had we we've actually become I don't want to say experts on it, but we've become well versed sure. on how to handle it when it's going on. Because it happened last year, uh, he wound up in the hospital. Uh, he got the flu, which and then turned into croup, so he had both. And this year, just uh, the other night, he wakes up and he's crying, and he's like, "Daddy, my throat hurts. My throat hurts." I'm like, "Okay, go get some water." I mind you. I'm not feeling too hot at the time. I'm doped up on NyQuil. Oh, right. So I'm like, go get some water. Go lay back down. He lays back down, and I hear the... (gasps) Oh, that's not good. Like, I hear him, like, not getting enough oxygen. Right. And then he's crying on top of it. So I wound up going in there, trying to calm him down, just, you know, to start that. Then Janessa heard it, and she knew about it. So then she comes in, and I, I show him. I mean, he's pulling really hard. So our first thing is, okay, we're going outside. Right. There's two th- there's two things you do. In the hospital what they do is they put you in an ice box basically. Yeah. And it's just cold air helps open your lungs up. Or you can go the exact opposite and go in like say a bathroom or a sauna and have it steamed up and the the warm air does the exact same thing. Wow, no kidding. Okay. So we went outside, it wasn't working a lot. So Janessa's like, cue the bathroom. So I go in there, I crank the hot water in the shower, I'm running the hot water, I'm letting it go. And before we before we actually even get to that, we're like, hold on, we have the breathing machine, we have uh, albuterol. Basically, it's a stronger like uh, asthma medicine that you put in an inhaler. Yeah. And it goes in like a cup and you put a mask over and it kind of steams, so he's breathing it in into his lungs directly. Right. Uh, constantly. So we, we got that, we put that on and we calmed him down. He took that in really well, and it stopped the pulling, but every time he took a breath, you still heard the wheeze. Yeah. Like, we knew that it slowed it down, but it didn't fix the problem. Right. And right now, going to any type of emergency room is is problematic, really. Yeah. Because, I mean, you're going to go there. The first thing they're going to do is if you're having these issues, you're going to get a COVID test. And then they're going to do some other things. And 
sure enough, he had the, he did a uh, he did a rapid test. Luckily, it came back negative, so we were good on that. Yeah, uh, flu test came back negative. Uh, but come to find out, he had strep. Oh or wow, has strep. Yeah. So when he when he was complaining about his throat, that's really what it was, and that's what I mean. That, that's the little trigger things with him. Right. That will set one thing in the other. Now, they did say they, they diagnosed him with croup as well. But those little triggers, like ha- hamper his breathing, will, will trigger the croup in him. Right. And it's a, it's an every year thing. And it's just when we get, we've gotten so, so well and, you know. Is it the changing of the weather? It. Does it normally happen when, like, it, it starts to get real cold out or it just doesn't matter? Is it any time of the year? It, it really doesn't matter because I remember when we were hospitalized, it was maybe late summer, early fall. Oh, okay. But it, it's something that is brought on more at night when they're laying down. So I know that for certain. If it's going to happen to them, it happens at that point. Right. Uh, there's there's got to be a medical reason behind it, but it, all kids are actually affected that in you know when they're laying down. So, but I mean that was that was it, dude. And and I was like I said, I was all doped up on on Nyquil, so I'm sitting in the chair next to him with his, his the masks on his face. And he's yeah. breathing. And I'm struggling to keep my eyes open. Mm. And then Janessa knows I'm not feeling well. So there's no way I can take him to the ER. Plus, I'm doped up. There's no right, reason I should right. be behind a wheel. Yep. So she winds up taking him. And there's a uh, an off-branch like branch of our children's hospital mm-hmm. maybe about by the Dayton Malls, which is about 15, 20 minutes from us at most. And it's amazing. We Every, every time we got to go, we go there. Same place we got Skylar's hands get stitched up. Mm-hmm. And they were the only one there. They were in and out of the ER in like an hour and 20 minutes. Oh, good. So they went there and he's old enough now. So the the only other like course of action for him is used to be a shot. Yeah. And it's it's the albuterol, but it's a steroid version of it. Right. Now he's old enough that he doesn't need the shot. He can actually take the liquid, the drink. So he was able to do that. So they did that. It cleared him up. I mean, they must have done that pretty much immediately at the gate. To go ahead and get him like all up, up to speed, and they they felt comfortable releasing him about an hour after, or hour or so after they got there. Now, will croup be something that he like grows out of eventually with puberty or anything, or does he pretty much have it the rest of his life? Uh, for what I understand, he's he grows out of it. It's kind of like okay. the ears, you know, like ear infections and needing tubes and all that. Right. It's uh once his body starts to mature and his windpipe gets larger. Mm-hmm. I, I believe it's one of those things that he he will eventually grow out of. But right now he's just he's skin and bone. I mean he's just a rod. It was one of those things that Jess was talking to the doctor, and the doctor was like, "Oh, are you a nurse?" She's like, "No, I'm not a nurse. We just been through everything. It's, <laughs> yeah. This is, I mean, we know exactly how to you know address this, and and we've actually been asked that before. Not so much nurse, but." When a nurse was going to go ahead and give us the information on what to do, it's like, okay, well, we elevated his crib. Yeah. We got the humidifier going in there. We took him outside. Uh, we gave him the breathing treatment, but that didn't work. I, we've gotten looks of astonishment in return. Like, oh, we didn't expect you to know all of this. Right. No, I'm with Which you, Which should man. be a troubling sign for the for the nurses. I'm like, why, why do they know so much? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm with you because uh, Verona was diagnosed with some sort of condition like that. The first thing I would do is just read up all and become an expert, <laughs> like, you know, right away. So that way you are prepared. I mean, you guys knew exactly what to do, like step one, step two, step three to help him. And you knew when it was time to take him to the hospital for more help, which which is that's a parenting win, you know, if, if you guys were able to stay calm and, you know, know exactly what to do to get him through. Yeah. And that's that's come over time. Yeah. That that, that learning to stay calm thing. Yeah. That wasn't always, you know, something I had. I mean, because I remember freaking out sitting in the not, not so much even behind the ambulance yet. But while we were like waiting for them to show up when, you know, the pediatrician didn't even keep her cool. When she said this was the worst case she's ever seen. Oh, come on. Come on, nurse. 
<laughs> yeah, don't don't tell me this is the worst thing you've ever yeah. done. You know, you know what I mean? I don't need to know You're that. You're saying the quiet part out loud. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, I mean, the one thing that the, the nurse at the uh, ER did tell Janessa is like, you know, any breathing problems is bring them immediately. Right. We're like, you know, we want to make sure he can get there. We don't need a squad to get him there. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was... Uh, that was our adventure a couple nights ago now. God, that's scary. That's always scary. But, I mean, you guys got through it. Yeah, on to the next. <laughs> <laughs> what about uh, what about Skylar? I mean, how'd she do through the whole thing? Dude, she didn't even know he left. <laughs> she wound up in bed with us, and then I got up first, and then Janessa got up. She didn't move. This was like at four in the morning, I want to say, roughly. Yeah. Yeah, and I went back, laid back down. She was in the same spot she was. And then Zach comes popping in the room, you know, right about six ish. He says, "Daddy, I had, I you know, I had the COVID test, and that's good." He was proud of that. He was like, "I, I don't have the COVID." And <laughs> and then, uh, but he, yeah, he came in. She still didn't move. We were out of bed, and she had no idea. Janessa left, and Zach left, right. and then came back. She just kind of slept through the whole thing, even though he was a mess, crying and coughing and wheezing, and right. the whole works. She just slept right through it, huh? Slept right <laughs> through it. She's a rock. <laughs> And say, speaking of Skylar, though, dude, you okay? You you have a daughter that's what a year younger than Zach, roughly. Yeah, about a year and a half. So did you did you and are you going through the uh, the negotiating from her? Um, she is an expert negotiator. She's been doing this for a uh, couple years now, if not more. Yeah, every every night at the dinner table, basically, we're sitting down and having negotiations. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dinner. It, it's yeah. It, it's every night at dinner. Yeah. But like, we'll sit down and like, we'll be like, okay, Skylar, this is what we're gonna do. Like, I I attack dinner tonight. Right. Just like I did it yesterday. It's your turn today. But we'll put her in bed. It's like, okay. You got an hour of this. If it's Nick Junior, Disney Junior, whatever, then we'll, we're gonna put on boring TV. <laughs> because if she lays there, she's gonna continue watching Nick Junior all night. Right. But if I put on ESPN or HGTV, she's gone. Yeah. Because she, she doesn't care about either of those two channels. Not yet, but with you as a dad, I'm sure she will eventually. <laughs> so she's like, okay, daddy. So hour and a half. Enough hour. She drops and she's like, okay, hour 15 minutes. Okay, 45 minutes. And then I drop mine. I'm like, well, no, we're not playing Oh, this no, game. you were playing hardball. Yeah, as soon as she started working, I dropped my number. And like, <laughs> she went back to the hour. I'm like, okay, an hour? It's like, an hour. <laughs> I, that was a win on my side now it, i don't always win yeah it, 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 but it's the skills of her negotiating and she's learning them from zach oh wow like she's piggybacking off of zach i, I sit back and i'm like i can't believe i'm negotiating with a four-year-old what what is what is wrong with today? Well, what's going on? Why I can't it's, wrap my brain around it? I you know it frustrates me and it pushes my buttons. And then at the same time, there's a small part of me that's like proud of her because if like I hopefully she can carry this through one day where she's sitting in in front of a table negotiating a pay raise or something with her boss. Uh, you know, hopefully <laughs> yeah. she can she can keep those that skill set. Uh, and transfer, you know, the dinner to pay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something. But I got to tell you, it's frustrating. I mean, I just want to sit down and have a meal where she's not like, you know, well, I don't like this. I hate this. Uh, if I eat just these three pieces, can I have a snack afterwards? It's like it's constantly going throughout the entirety yeah. of the dinner <clears throat> session. Did you guys ever break out the, okay, this many bites? Oh, yeah. This many bites, and then you can have something else. Right, yeah. Oh, she'll negotiate back and forth with Janessa on that. Yeah. I mean, it, it. I'm like, what is going on? And, and then there's Zach. So Zach, 
got in trouble for, well, didn't yet get in trouble. Janessa called him out on it. And it was a cup that was in the back office. He knows he's not supposed to have food or drinks in the back room. Mm-hmm. She comes out and says, Zach, what's that? And I'm sitting there. He, he just, he, he's playing dumb. He's got that play dumb thing down. Right. And he's playing dumb and she's asking him. And then I'm kind of sitting there and she's asking him. And he's like, I don't know. What is that? And it goes back. Then all of a sudden he just goes, chicken. And I lose it. <laughs> because the way he said it, I busted out laughing so hard. And Janessa's hand went to her face because she wanted to laugh too. But like the comic timing of yeah. him saying, chicken. <laughs> was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, they don't even know how funny they are sometimes. I'm like, dude, that was that was amazing, and you have no idea on how good. He starts laughing because he sees me about lose my crap. Right, right. Uh, my hands are on my face. I'm leaning over on my chair, just just almost crying, laughing so hard. Yeah. And Janessa's just standing there, and she just kind. Of, then she looks at me and points at me. She's like, that's you. <laughs> I blame you. <laughs> it's all you. You deal with it. <laughs> exactly. But yes, yeah, so we had we had a wide gamut, you know, between negotiating skills and ER trips. And it, it's been a uh, been a busy week. Yeah, it's a struggle. That sounds tiring. What a tiring week. <laughs> uh, I had a, a not a tiring week, I guess. You know, there's a lot of energy spent. We uh, we got a new dog this week, which is always kind of a, you know, that's a big thing for a family. Dog's an important member, right? So we had a, a puggle named Charlie that passed away a few months back. And we Christine and I got this dog early on in our relationship, pretty much right after we got married. And we had the dog for maybe 13 years. And she had some health issues uh, the last couple of years. And basically, you know, we moved in this house, which is bigger. And when she passed, it just we we felt the hole that it left. You know, it was just like even though she wasn't like the loudest or most active dog, just like seeing the empty dog bed in the living room. It was just like it it was really just kind of a sad thing. So we made it a goal like, after you know, we're going to get through the holidays. And after the holidays, we're going to, you know, make it our mission to, to try to adopt another dog. And finally, the uh, Humane Society here in Kentucky came through. We found this perfect Strapshire Terrier, which is basically like she's kind of like a really small pit bull. She's got like that real stocky, you know, wide build with the muscles. (laughs) And she had just had puppies. She's only about a year and a half, maybe even younger. And she already had puppies, um, and her puppies, they just basically took her puppies away the week before we got her. <laughs> so she's still, like, you know, dragging her dragging her dog boobs on the ground as she runs. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she's, I mean, the sweetest thing. She already loves it here. She's already, like, you know, Verona's best friend, sleeping in her bed with her and stuff, following her everywhere. So we're just thrilled how that turned out. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, we did the new dog thing. A few months ago, so we're, we're kind of going through the same thing. Now, is this dog house-trained already and house-broken, or is it something you guys got to do? Uh, mostly. She's had some accidents here, and I think it's mostly just being in a new environment, not getting used to our schedule and our routine. And sometimes when she gets overexcited, somebody new coming through the door, or one of us comes home, like she starts wagging her tail a lot and kind of lets out some pee. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that has anything to do with just, you know, the fact that she had puppies recently, too. Maybe she's not completely that healed could, up. But, I mean, you know, the happy pee is always better than the <laughs> Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's hard to get mad at a dog if they're so happy at you that they pee, you know. It's going to be mad. It's hard to be mad about that. But and I get mad at my dog because it knows it needs to go outside. and goes right in front of the door that needs to go outside. Even if we'd just been outside for 
45 minutes <laughs> and come in this crap right in front of the door. Oh, yeah. Or how about uh, after it snows and it's nothing but a big old mud pit in your backyard and they decide to just like haul ass up and da- down the yard and then come in <laughs> just covered in mud. That's always fun, too. <laughs> the, we just make funny. do. Luckily, I've got an older dog that really doesn't give a damn. And then a little dog that it's funny because I think Chloe is like house training Lyle. Because like over the past like three or four days, she's going outside like hourly, if not earlier, sooner. Mm-hmm. And it's like she's never done that before. And what I'm noticing, she goes outside and just lays down in front of the door. Oh, wow. And Lyle runs around the yard. Yeah. So, so she's taking him outside because she knows every time she goes outside, he's on her hip. Yeah. So the fact that she's going outside and taking him with her, it's almost me thinking, is she... Like, knowing we're getting fed up with him crapping in the house and she's taking him outside. <laughs> she's like, look, if you want to stay here, you need to know the rules. Even though you're a pain in my ass. it's Because f- we, we took him to the uh, the groomer to get uh, cleaned up. We did something. Janessa did something that I, I didn't like what he did. Basically, he cut his face all the way down. It looks like a poodle. And it's like he lost all of his, like, personality, the fluffy face oh, and everything. Oh, no. And- yeah. But she wanted to do it once while he was still younger just to see what it looked like. And I was like, yeah, we're not doing that again. But uh, while he was gone for like two and a half hours, Chloe was like looking for him. Like, where's he at? Why is he not here? Why is my thorn out of my butt? I mean, why, why can't I find him? Yeah. So she's already attached to him, which is which is pretty cool. No, that is good. Yeah, that's always a good feeling when the uh, the kids have a good attachment with the pet. I mean, that's half, half the reason why, you know, you're bringing a pet into the home is for the relationship there. And I've, I never really had a pet growing up. Like it was, you know, my mom would try to get us a cat here and there and then it would, you know, kind of pee in the house or whatever. And once, and she'd be over it. <laughs> so we never had like a long-term pet and having like a pet for its, its entire lifespan pretty much is kind of a thing I've only experienced in adult life. But, you know, it was something I wanted to make sure my daughter had that experience with growing up with pets, you know, in a loving household, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. I always had dogs. Yep. At one point, I think we had a flipping zoo. Like I know we had a uh, potbelly pig that ran around the house back in uh, on Mulberry Street for a little period of time. How do I not uh, remember that? I don't think it was very long. <laughs> I think I think, it, I think we, it became bacon. No, I have no idea. Um, we had a chinchilla back before I met you. Uh, man, ducks when we moved to, to North Carolina. Yeah. I mean, we, we've had a little bit of everything, but we like the one steady thing we've always had were, were dogs. Yeah. And I mean, I've always had one you know, my adult life and as far back as I can remember. Yeah, Chelsea was like a staple of our childhood. I mean, Chelsea, you had for years and years. Yeah, Poppy through the time we actually had to put her down. Yeah, so. Yeah, and how old were you when when she passed? Oh, boy. So You're probably in your 20s, right? I mean, you were already an adult. Oh, yeah, I was well into my 20s. Yeah, so, I mean, I remember, I feel like I remember Chelsea being around when we first met, and then she finally passed when we were well into adulthood. (laughs) Yeah, about, I think I was 25, 26, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, late 20s. Wow. Yeah, well, it's it's been a while. Yeah, dogs. Man, I, I mean, been... when you get them young and they can, you know, live for twelve, thirteen years plus, it just they just become a staple, man. And when they when they pass, it just leaves such a hole. So yeah, we were we were ready to to bring a new dog on. That's for sure. Yeah, we made the mistake of getting a new dog too quickly. Yeah, once her dog passed, she had a dog, a little miniature poodle named Pierre. Uh, and for a long time, it was Pierre and her. I mean, oh, they yeah. were, she wasn't anywhere near her home. It was just those two, and they were just kind of inseparable. And then, I, yeah, I came into the mix. <laughs> right. And then uh, he did, he wasn't too fond of me at first. <laughs> but, but, but then it, he was the weirdest dog, dude. Like, I've never seen a dog sleep under the covers in a bed. Oh, yeah. But not only under the covers, 
dude would lick my thigh. <laughs> it was weird, man. I was like, dude, you, you can't know. Go. That'll wake you, you up. Can't be do- you can't do that. It's gonna, it's, that's his, that's his, no. It's but not yeah, right. It's so get many out levels. of here. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, when we eventually had to, yeah, he had, he had to go too. And yeah. That I, I was, I didn't know I was as attached to him as I really was. Sure. It was one of those things when it came down time to go ahead and, you know, say our goodbyes and everything. Even the doctor was like, it, it took so quickly. It was like, it, it, was, it was, we did the right thing. Yeah. Which felt good to know, but didn't feel good knowing that we weren't coming home with him. Yeah, it feels good when it when a dog or cat doesn't accept you and then finally warms up to you and, and accepts you as its as a person as its you know as its person. That's actually a good feeling. <laughs> That's Janessa and uh, Chloe. Oh yeah. Event- originally, Chloe wanted nothing to do with her. She was all me, and she would argue with Janessa, and then I would end up arguing with her in dog voice, and Janessa <laughs> would get a kick out of it. We're like talking to each other. Right. And and now, I mean, granted, she wherever I am in the house, Chloe is. So if I'm in bed, she won't go to bed without me. She'll lay in bed. Mm-hmm. Or she won't leave the bedroom until I get up. But if I'm not home, she's attached to Janessa's hip. Yeah. And it used to never be that way. So you and even Janessa's like how much of you know, how much better a relationship they have between each other and everyone else seen it. And eventually she came. She's like, Yeah, I'm no, I'm like, you know what, she's becoming more your dog than mine now. You know that, right? <laughs> Uh, Deanna's dog. Uh, she's got a dog that's uh, that's also a puggle uh, by the name of Zoe, and she's had this dog a long time. And Zoe's always just barked at me incessantly, acted like she hated me. We had a bad experience one time where Deanna was like out of town, and I I stopped by her house to basically let Zoe out, you know, let her use the bathroom and stuff. She yeah. was so scared of me. Like I was trying to get her back in her crate, and she was just like running through the house as fast as she could, and like crapping <laughs> while she was running. She was so scared. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, like, what do I do? <laughs> I was freaking out. And, um, yeah, so, and then for, we had this tense relationship for years where she would just kind of, like, stay behind Deanna and kind of give me dirty looks and kind of growl and bark here and there if I entered the room. And I felt bad because it's like, you know, dogs are typically, like, good judges of character. So it's like, well, what's wrong with me? What did I do? <laughs> um, what do you sense of me that no one else senses? <laughs> well, here's the thing. Now we all live in a house together, and I'm the one that's here all day, every day. Deanna goes to work. Everybody else goes to work. I work from home. So I'm, like, you know, only port in a storm, right? So now Zoe and me are, like, you know, best friends, and I'm always giving her cuddles and pets and, you know, all kinds of things. She's always walking up to me and wagging her tail. So everything is copacetic now <laughs> that's great well i mean we got a lot of dog talk i think we talked more about dogs than i think we intended on that that's pretty crazy it's our new show dog narok <laughs> well i mean you can tell how much you know animals mean to us when we can actually topic like that that was supposed to only be maybe a few minutes yeah well, i don't think we've really talked about our pets much back on the show but yeah it's kind of a big part of our both our lives Hello, everybody. How are you doing today? My name is Michael Rocco. My name is Raf Stitt. And who are we, Raf? We are the host of Straight to DVD. We are a film review joker memeing podcast. That's who we are. Hell yeah, that's what we do. This is who we are. This is what we do. Come listen to us. You can find us on Instagram at straight to DVD pod. That's the number two. You can also find us on Apple Music and Spotify. Where else can they find us, Raf? They can find us wherever they find podcasts, wherever you listen, whether it's, like you said, Apple, Spotify, maybe Google Play. Twitter. Uh, they can find us on Twitter. Uh, same handle at straight to DVD pod. 
fantastic. You can follow the two of us on Instagram. Michael, what's your handle? At Michael underscore Rocco underscore. At Raf Stitt, all one word. We uh, we hope you come come join us for some movie chatter, some banter, hopefully some laughs. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. That's about it. That's, that's it. I, there's nothing else for us to tell you. That's all we've got. So uh, we hope to uh, see you all soon. Check us out. Goodbye. Ted Bundy abducted and murdered my dad's high school friend, Debbie Kent, in 1974. At least, Bundy admitted to killing her just before his execution, but police were never able to locate her body. That's the topic of just one episode of Straight Up Enigmas, a podcast to explore the unexplained. Spine-tingling supernatural stories, historical mysteries, and true unsolved cases are all things to expect when you tune in to our show. I'm Jaden McKell, and I'm the host of Straight Up Enigmas. Our bite-sized, bi-weekly episodes focus on the world's strangest mysteries. Sacred and sonic geometry, the murder of Karen Silkwood, Turkmenistan's door to hell, the curse of the omen, and much more. Listen and subscribe at Apple Podcasts or wherever you find podcasts. How about we go ahead and get into a little bit of this movie news? Let's do it. Uh, that has been coming out recently here. You, everyone knows we've been talking about the Zack Snyder Justice League cut here. And he came out and basically said it is not going to be a miniseries. Because it's been advertised as a miniseries that was going to be on HBO Max. Yeah. And it was supposed to be six hours. And now they're saying it's going to be a movie. And it's going to be a four-hour movie. Yeah, this um, kind of rang strange to me that they would announce that it would be the six-hour miniseries, and now it's rolling back to a four-hour runtime, which, in all honesty, I mean, the theatrical cut of Justice League was already, like, over two and a half hours, I think. It was pretty long. So to jump from that to four hours, it's still you're getting some extra footage, but this reeks to me of them wanting to not spend any more money on the Zack Snyder cut. I feel like maybe he asked for more... And they were just like, just use what you got. We got to put this thing out now. This is something that's not being released in theaters. It's not going to make us a ton of money. Like, I, I don't know. Just to roll it back from six to four hours just uh, feels that's off drastic. To me. Yeah, it's pretty drastic. Yeah. Yeah. So with them doing this, we were already kind of skeptical of it as well. And they even went as far as saying that there's going to be post-credit scenes. So scenes, multiple. Oh, wow. Okay. So... Well, regardless, I'm, I mean, I'm going to be watching it, whether it's four hours or six hours, whichever. Um, I feel like there's still going to be big changes within the narrative and big changes, even with the stuff that aired theatrically. I think there's going to be scenes that are different uh, in addition to additional scenes. I don't know where I can carve out four hours in a day to watch it, though. Oh, no, I, I mean, won't I was, be able to either. <laughs> it was like, you know, I was pumped about like, you know, the six hour miniseries type stuff. It's like, you know, I can easily squeeze an hour out of a day to watch us. Right. And if they're going to do it, you know, if they're going to try to milk it for all it's worth and do it, you know, for six weeks, or if they were going to dump like two, two and two or something, something down those lines. Yeah. But yeah, that's going to be really rough to find that much time to be able to sit down. That, that's sacrificing sleep in that RH here. Uh, sleep comes first. <laughs> Boy, come on. We're not that bad. <laughs> Oh, no, I'm definitely that bad. If I don't get my sleep, I get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, so that was some updated news with Zack Snyder's Justice League. Like I said, I mean, I'm still going to watch it. I may have to split it up into two nights or over a couple weeks or something. But, uh, you know, it'll be fun. Oh, a couple weeks isn't going to work because I'm going to see it sooner than that. So if I get ahead of you on this, that's a no-go. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I know it's something we're probably going to discuss on the show, so I'd imagine we'll need to consume it as, as quick as possible. What other news did you hear coming out of Warner Brothers? So we have uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. And now, I am more excited about this movie than I've been about any other like King Kong, Godzilla movie ever. Oh, me too. And I think it's just because of the, the time we're in. I plan on seeing this movie in the theater. Yeah. Like, I plan on taking Zach, and we're going to the theater to see this. Because this is one... I can see other movies on the, you know, my my screen. I've got no problem. I know I'm losing some of that massive feel. Right. But this is a movie that I know Zach was liking the the It was Kong Island, I think. Is that what it was? Yeah. But um I was like, you know what? I'm taking them. And there's been a bunch of back and forth between Water Brothers and uh, Legendary. Yeah, because uh, originally this come- was slated to be one of the films, one of the twenty twenty one films that were only gonna release on HBO Max. Like, basically, you know, Warner Brothers put out the memorandum back in, I don't know, late November, December sometime. We're like, okay, all of our movies that were slated to come out theatrically in 2021, they're just going to be on HBO Max. You know, every couple of months you'll find a new one. And it was a big deal. But there were some tentpole films like this one and like Dune where the uh, in this case, Legendary Pictures, the, uh, you know, basically the co-production studio that created, you know, this movie. And in Dune's case, it was uh, Denis Villeneuve, the director. They really wanted a theatrical experience. I mean, it's like Kong versus Godzilla and you're having to watch it on HBO Max in your home. Now, you know, a lot of people have big TVs, but it's like. Yeah, like you were saying earlier, uh, this is the type of film that needs to be in a movie theater. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to get the same feel. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say it. Now, they moved it up, too. They moved it up from May to, from May 21st to March 26th. Yeah. So they, they bumped it forward, which I was kind of pumped to see. It's like, you know what? That's going to be my first, I think, like actual theater experience again. Cause I've been to the theater once before and it was back before Christmas. It was one of those, we rented the theater out or just as parents did. Yeah. And then we went and seen a movie that was already out. This would be the first like new release movie we've seen since Sonic in the theater. This would be for me too. The first time going to the theater since Sonic the Hedgehog. And I'm, I'm there with you. I, I'm kind of excited. I'm, I'm thinking maybe I might go to the theater to see this one. Yeah. So this is definitely what I'm doing. I mean, the popcorn, and it's also good preparation for Zach. Yeah. Because with us going to Disney, he needs to know when mask on and when mask off works. Right. So if you're sitting down, you're eating, mask off is fine. But if you got to get up, go to the restroom, mask on. Lobby mask on. It's just, just those little things that they don't quite know yet that we have to go ahead and get them used to. So it's not a, a shock when it happens. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that's some big news this week. Uh, Godzilla versus Kong, they came to an agreement. It will be in theaters. It's been bumped up a couple months, which is a yeah, big bump, honestly, from yeah. May to, to March is kind of a huge move that normally wouldn't happen. But yeah, I'll, I'll probably go see it for sure. So we have that. And then we have Mortal Kombat. <laughs> oh, wait a second. I shouldn't do the theme because I didn't hear that theme anywhere in the trailer. Did you? No, I didn't either. I mean, they gave us a trailer on this one here, and it looks it looks Mortal Kombat. That's the first thing I thought. It felt like Mortal Kombat. But it's almost like they gave us a bunch of new characters. Like, we got, like, Ajax. Yeah. Uh, we got, you know, Sub-Zero. We know Sub-Zero and, uh, and Scorpion are going to have a big part in it. And apparently it's going to be a, a lot about their backstory with each other. Right. Too. So they're going to be retconning some of story you know, that's already taken place. And then we're, we're actually seeing that it's not something, it's not a reboot. It's not a restart of this, the actual series. 
because they actually talk about Shere Khan, who was the one that actually overseen Mortal Kombat in the first two movies. Right. So we're they're moving the story forward, which is fun. I just kind of curious where they go with it. Yeah, I'll be honest. The trailer didn't do much for me. It was kind of felt very low key. I mean, there were a lot of like establishing shots and shots of like, you know, forests and. We didn't get a ton of, like, good shots of, like, the characters. Every now and then you kind of get a glimpse of a character, and I didn't really recognize any of the actors. I I, I got a, a feeling that they're going for a different kind of tone, almost like, you know, if, if we had... If, if the original Mortal Kombat movies were, you know, made in the mid-'90s and were kind of like Batman Forever, Batman and Robin, this is almost like the Christopher Nolan Dark Knight take where it's more subdued and, you know, moody and, you know, more gritty and, you know, somewhat, quote-unquote, realistic. Um, I don't know how you could do that with Mortal Kombat. <laughs> as realistic as possible. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, it, the fact that it's a, a brand-new movie of a, of a property that I'm aware of and I enjoy... Um, and it's coming out here soon. I'm. It's not like I'm not going to check it out. I'm definitely going to be watching it. This, yeah, this is 100 percent an HBO Max movie for me. Sure, I'm not rushing anywhere to see that. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, I didn't. I seen the first one in the theater. I didn't see the second one in the theater. Uh, they're both hokey, but I enjoy the snot out of both of them. Yeah. So I mean, really, with Mortal Kombat, that's one of the first few like full trailers that we've actually received during this pandemic time with a new movie coming out. So it was fun to see something fresh. Yeah. Uh, but like you said, it, it was almost more of a teaser trailer, which I didn't think it was labeled as a teaser before they actually give us the full like full trailer trailer. So yeah, and there was uh, HBO Max also released like a sizzle reel this week with a lot of like short clips of uh, basically all the movies coming out here over 2021. I, I saw basically one shot of LeBron James and Bugs Bunny for Space Jam, uh, and that was about it. Like nothing else. Yeah, and, it was so quick. You believe yeah, every- it's gone. Yeah, everything went by. Didn't really get a good feel of the story or the look of any any particular film. But I think it was just enough to sort of get that energy going. Like, okay, we're in the we're in the new year. We got some new content coming out, and uh, it's time to start getting excited about it. I'm curious when we're finally going to see. See, the big markets are the big are the big thing. Uh, if uh, New York opens and California opens, if they open up their theaters even to a limited capacity, there is I mean, we're going to see more and more movies come out, and the, the studios making more of an effort to get them in the theater so we can see them rather than continuously pushing because they went ahead and pushed Morbius again. Right? Did you see that? Yeah, I did see that. So, so I mean, it's I mean, if they're pushing a movie like Morbius, which it, it's going to have, I think it's going to have a limited audience. Yeah, I don't think it's going to have a big audience, so it's not going to be a big blockbuster. But what happens when Top Gun 2 rolls around again. Yeah. If New York and LA aren't open or California aren't open, are they going to push it again? So, I mean, movies that they're expected to be big, you know, almost trillion dollar, billion dollar movies. Trillion. Wow, that'd been an amazing movie. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Billion dollar movies. uh, How how many more times will they push before they've got to cut their losses somewhere? It'll be interesting to see after the pandemic is uh, through... And we're back to seeing movies again. It'll be interesting to see what the first big blockbuster is going to be again. What's going to be that billion-dollar movie that brings everybody back to the theater? Because you know it's going to happen. You know, we're going to have a ramp up where theaters are going to be opening up again. And they're just going to start to release things. But there's going to be one movie here in the next year, year and a half, where it's just be like everybody has to go see. Where maybe they hadn't been in the movies for two years, two and a half years. And they've got to get out there. And they were at like have a kind of a casual moviegoer. And they were just like, this is the one that I have to see in the movie theater. So this is the problem I think they're going to run into. There's so many, so many windows. So you have 52 weeks in a year. 
and theaters, well, studios purposely avoid certain types of movies. Like you don't go up against Star Wars, yeah, because you're going to lose. Just, I mean, that's just one that came to mind immediately. And they don't want to put their own movies competing against each other, so they'll spread them out a little bit. They're going to run into a problem where they're going to have to go up against the Star Wars, or their own movies going to have to release, say, beginning of the month and end of the month, and they're going to be in essence still competing against each other, which could actually hurt the studios in the long run when it comes to you know, what the movie's going to bring in. And then at the same time, you have these streaming services that they're really trying to, you know, uh, bump up and and make uh, kind of a larger portion of their business model, like Disney+, Plus, like HBO Max. They've already dedicated and, and put out there that they intend to make more stories and more movies and, and TV shows into those streaming services, which, you know, may or may not mean less things put out into the theater. But the way I read that is that that maybe, you know, instead of getting us getting a Star Wars movie every couple of years, uh, we'll get more, you know, Star Wars series. We know that how full that plate is and that yeah. slate is over the next couple of years. And, you know, they're going to move on to a different different trilogy and, and stuff and kind of pull back a little bit on the theatrical run. So I think there's there's room. It, it was becoming it. But you're right. Like we were right on the brink before the pandemic kind of shut everything down. We were right on the brink of Disney just pretty much owning the entire year, you know, between March all the way through August with between Star Wars, Marvel, its own Disney properties, you know, remakes of the yeah. animated films. It just and nobody wanted to go against it. And then, you know, uh, Warner Brothers and Paramount Pictures and Universal Pictures, they would try and struggle to, you know, put out their particular big movie for that year and try to fit it within within the slate. But it's been a, a case of just overcrowding. Yeah, so I mean, we got all this going on here, and there is one big thing that I know I'm jonesing for, and I know you brought it up over on the Surge, Basement Surge, Yeah, is I'm jonesing to go to a Comic-Con Me of too. some sort. I mean, we went so long with not going to one, and then Cincinnati Comic-Con went ahead and, uh, or Comic Expo, I should say, got us going. It's like, we went that one year together, and then uh, I think the f- following year, did did you miss a second year? I think, yeah, I think you didn't weren't able to go in 19 for some reason. We, yeah, we went to GalaxyCon. Yeah, GalaxyCon. Oh, you're talking about Cincinnati. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Cincinnati. So you missed a second year in Cincinnati. I did, so, yeah. And, and that's when I got Brent Spiner's autograph. Right. And, uh, and a few others. But, um, I mean, there's that. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm looking to go. I know Dayton has one here, uh, Gem City. Right. And they all have schedules this year. They all, they right now, they are all a planned go. Like, I started getting information from Cincinnati just recently, saying they're, they're go for the, the 17th of September through the 19th. So I'm like, dude. Yeah. I mean, I mean, do, it's one of those things. Do you go ahead and get tickets, hoping, or do you not get tickets and kind of wait and see then, you know what I mean? Because I know last year, everyone that had tickets actually got vouchers, so they can use them for this coming year. Yeah. So it's like, how much do you want to wait on that? But I'm jonesing to go. I am too. So you got Cincinnati Comic Expo. Looks like the dates for that so far are September 17th through the 19th. It's so funny because in the beginning of the pa- this pandemic, we're taking things two weeks at a time. Like, I don't know. You know, it's two weeks from now. Well, let's let's wait and see. Now this thing is like nine months from now. And we're still like, I don't know. Should we get tickets for it? It's nine months from now. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it, it, there's a, so many variables. I mean, it comes down to the governor here in Ohio. Yep. Well, he allows something like that to take place. He He's allowing sporting events to take place with 17,000 people in the stands. Yeah, they're sitting apart from each other. But when they're going to concessions and leaving the stadium, they're not more than a shoulder you know, like the part. <laughs> Let's be real. 
I have to imagine that any public gathering, I think we're, we are, over the next year, we are definitely going to see more events. I don't know how quickly they'll ramp up concerts and things. You're going to start seeing more movie theaters open, some, you know, concert events, but maybe they'll just have limited capacity. You know, they'll start selling maybe half capacity for these for these things. But we're going to be wearing masks for the foreseeable future, yeah. I think. Um, you know, I think it's that. Plus, I think they've actually come out and said they can put things on tickets. Like, say, if you go to a baseball game... Mm-hmm. Uh, on the back of the ticket says you watch at your own risk. So if you get hit by a ball, they're not liable. Right. So it may come down to them saying, you know, if you get sick at this event, we're not liable for it. You took the risk and came to it. Yeah, I mean, and I would imagine that, you know, like any event, you can't walk around shirtless or without your shoes on. You know, they have certain policies that they're able to enforce. They got security. They can be like, okay, well, this guy's, you know, not wearing a mask. He's not following the rules. He needs to leave. I assume those sort of things will be in place. I mean, you can't even go to a grocery store without <laughs> without wearing your mask. So um, I'm, I'm hoping that we can start getting these things together and people can be, you know, somewhat responsible enough. And we've been living in the pandemic lifestyle here for a year now. If we want to start enjoying these things again, we have to, you know, take it seriously and, and go about them responsibly. But, uh, you know, time will tell. It's, it's a new year. Hopefully we'll get to do some of these things again. And hopefully by that time, enough enough of that vaccine will be rolled out too, so that'll kind of start stemming the uh, you know the spread of it and everything. So yeah, yep. hopefully hopefully there's a light, but yeah, there's a big one on here, dude. That I you brought up, I want to go to, but it's a C two E two in Chicago. That's the big one for us because us in the Midwest, I mean, that's really the only real big one. Yeah, would have to would have to travel, you know, the East Coast or you know out to the West Coast for another large style, you know, Comic Con type event. Yeah, that's a destination event for sure. C2E2, if we can make that, taking a trip to Chicago would be a lot of fun. Well, that would be one of those things, too. We're going 24th, 20, 20, yeah, we're going for the weekend. Yeah. We're going for both days. We're going to get a hotel. We're driving up there. Last time we planned on going to Chicago, though, dude, you stiffed me. I had to drive <laughs> up there with Zach. By, not Zach, Danny by myself. <laughs> hey, that was years ago. What do you want from me? <laughs> no, but uh, that one, I mean, there's a lot of big names coming to that one. That's one of those ones that, you know, the cosplaying event would be fun to watch. Right. Um, just the, the panels. I mean, I'd be one that'd be worth going to panels just because the, the ones that they have and bring. So, I mean, that'd be cool. And it's a really, really like low key one. I was even asked about it if I haven't ever been to it. I had to shamelessly say no. But it's the one here in, uh, in Dayton called Gem City. And it's at the Dayton Convention Center, and it's a small, and it's kind of a little, probably, probably more what Comic-Cons used, used to be. Right, exactly, yeah. Before they became the events that they are now. Yeah, it, it was more about vendors, and it was more about comics, like literally about comic books. People going to, uh, you know, look at, at stacks and, and boxes of comic books and buying and selling their own collections. And, uh, yeah, very low-key, not what it is known for now. But Gem City in Dayton, Ohio, out of the three that we've talked about already, it's going to be the soonest that's scheduled in July. So, you know, I can I can wrap my head around September, December time frame, kind of later in the year of yeah. um, 2021 to be uh, safer. But July, July is going to come quick. And it's right in the middle of, you know, the summertime season, which I hopefully is going to be a ramp up with the vaccine and everything. So I don't know. Do you think this one might be a little too close to call? Or do you think because it is kind of a more low-key event, probably less people gathering, it would be doable? Oh, this is absolutely low-key enough that we can wait to last minute. Yeah. And uh, I, I want to be optimistic, saying it's doable. But there's a part of me saying it's still inside. Right. If they if they're able to pull this off outdoors in some manner, which is hard to do in the summer, 
definitely because you know weather and everything and I don't know if they had the ability to keep doors open for ventilation to kind of you know pushing air through yeah or I mean it's gonna be Dayton Ohio in July it's gonna be gnarly outside right it's just gonna be nasty so it's one of those things that I don't even know if that'd be worth the time because also then all the everyone inside man will get nasty real quick <laughs> I mean you, you the, walk some Buy some people in any convention, and you get whiffs of bo. I can't imagine if uh, we're in you know ninety plus degree heat walking around. Oh, that'd be that'd be terrible. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> but uh, I mean, I hope. I mean, that's why I kind of started looking into it. I just kind of went down a rabbit hole of finding out which you know which cons were planning what and when they, you know what if they were trying to be optimistic. And right now, it looks like all of them are, are being optimistic about actually holding their events. But it's also this. I think we got to put this into effect. I wouldn't touch Chicago this year. Mm, yeah. The reason I wouldn't, and the, the reason behind that is, everybody is going to be wanting to do things. Right. Everyone is going to be rushing to these. Even if they've never been to an event like this before, they're going to have friends. Like, you know what? We haven't been able to do anything. I like going. I bet you you may like it, too. And they may yeah. bring five extra people. The sheer number of people, if they're allowed to even be back at the full capacity, is going to be to the point where it may not even be enjoyable. Oh, for sure. You're right. I mean, the pendulum will swing the other way eventually. Right now, everybody's, you know, being cautious. Well, not everybody, but most people are being cautious. Companies are being cautious. Corporations, event holders, everybody's erring on the side of caution. But there will be a time where most people will feel comfortable about getting back and doing these things, whether it's just going down to a restaurant, um, having a meal, you know, at a restaurant, whether it's going to a concert, any kind of event like this. Where you're right, the pendulum is going to swing the complete other way, and everybody's going to be jumping at the bit to just getting out of the damn house. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's got me. I mean, I I want to see a concert more now than I've I've ever really wanted to. <laughs> I know. Just going to a music we, venue, like taking my wife out to one of the local music venues here. You know, seeing somebody that she follows on Instagram or something, and having some cocktails, a couple beers, and just like chilling out with a bunch of people. Like we haven't done. That's something that I kind of took for granted. Is like. You know, that wasn't like, like my go-to thing, but I know how much she enjoyed it. And yeah. to, to be able to take her out uh, for a nice dinner and to do something like that, that would be great. <laughs> I mean, we have the phrase right up the street from us, and it's a, it's just an outdoor amphitheater. Yep. And a lot of big names come to it. So it's like, you know what? That may be where we go. I mean, I may find a concert to be able to take like Zach to or Skylar to. Because Skylar is amazing. I, I can't get over Skylar. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's like, if we keep her far enough back, and she's sitting back there with her horns up, and just kind of rocking out. Yeah. <laughs> she's going to uh, negotiate those ticket prices with Ticketmaster. Oh, yeah. Okay, Scott. This is you. See if you can beat them down. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what, man? I think it's a good time for us to go ahead and sit down, put our headphones on, just listen to some jams, and just drift right into that cheesy. What do you think? Yes. Okay. So, I see you're armed with your dad joke book. So, how about you hit me first? All right, here we go. I went through here. I skimmed through some of the uh, some of the jokes, and here's one that uh, tickled my fancy. Are you ready? Tickled your fancy. Okay, we'll go. <laughs> Why did the Energizer Bunny go to jail? No idea. He was charged with battery. Huh? He was charged no, no. with yeah. No, battery. no. I get the punchline. <laughs> I get it a hundred percent. You should have kept on going, dude. <laughs> the whole book. Oh, look, I, that that was the best one that I found after after a few minutes of skimming <laughs> through this thing. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna give me a hard time with this one too. <laughs> okay. Did you hear about the guy who invented the knock knock joke? No. You know he won the Nobel Prize. 
He's like, you liked it. Oh, no. I didn't laugh, <laughs> but I, I did appreciate it. I thought that was pretty good. I seen it. I was like, mm. he won the, I laughed when I read it. He won the Nobel Prize. <laughs> yeah. You know, no doorbell, he had a knock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had to let that simmer and saturate for a bit. <laughs> I kind of like it. If it's got to sit and marinate in you, it's not a good joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not a good joke, but I, I appreciate it. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, That's funny stuff here. All right. That's going to do it for this episode. Join us each and every Friday night at 10 p.m. as we discuss WandaVision on our WandaVision After Show. Uh, You can catch that on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter every Friday night, 10 p.m. In the next few weeks, we're going to have some guests on the Dad and Rock podcast. Uh, Kind of a special thing for us. We haven't really done that too much. So uh, be on the lookout for that. You know, listen to the Dad and Rock podcast, of course. You're you're listening to it right now. What the heck? On Apple. Apple Podcast, you know, Amazon, Google Podcast, everywhere podcasts are available. Be sure to check out our website, dadandrock.com, for past episodes and our merchandise at Public. Get you a throw pillow, get you a travel mug, get you a hoodie. Anything that you get is going to help out the show. Yes, anything and all things, it's uh, appreciated. I think it's a good place for us to go ahead and sign off for the evening. So uh, we'll catch you guys later. The negotiations were short. <laughs>